Hey there, thanks for joining us for today's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you're here. You're about to hear an incredible message from our pastor, Terry Haight. But before we get started, we'd like you to consider partnering with us. Our heart is to spread Jesus' message of hope to the world. If you'd like to sow into that mission, please visit hermesonassembly.com and click the Give button. Thank you so much for your generosity. Now enjoy this message. But I want to ask you the question today. You know, we, we've coined this phrase a year ago, September. I love my city. In fact, in December, we've already scheduled this, and I'm going to go ahead and make the announcement now. December 16th, make a date, make a date in your calendar. December, Saturday, December 16th, we're going to go to Walmart again, and we're going to offer free gift wrapping. Amen? And not only that, but we're going to believe God to pray for the sick and to cast off any bondage that people are walking in and to lead people to Jesus. You know, it's one thing, you know, we can bless people, but if some, at, some point, at some point, they've got to hear about Jesus. They've got to know why we're doing this. And so it's wonderful. I appreciate you as a congregation and even other churches in town who've jumped in on this over the last year. I appreciate this is a working church. Anytime we call for such a day, everybody shows up, and I want to say praise God for that. But I want us to press into it. I want us to go even further and say this is why we do it. Can I pray with you for something? Is there something on your heart? Because we care about you. Yes, we're wrapping presents, and and we want to bless you. But in the same token, we want to tell you, hey, we got some good news for you. And so the question I have for you is this, and you ask, and stop and ask yourself this question, do I love the people of Hermiston? I see some chuckling and some, do I love the people of Hermiston? It's rare that I ever hear anybody say, I just love Hermiston. Most high schoolers are ready to get out of Hermiston and go somewhere else. In fact, that was what Sherry was when she came out of high school. Her number one thing was, I'm leaving Hermiston and I'm never coming back. <laughs> never coming back. Maybe for Christmas to meet my mom, see my mom and dad. But I found a warrant for her arrest in Louisiana, and I brought her back seven years later, and she's been here ever since. Can you say amen? <laughs> and so... And uh, little did I know, I had never been west of the Mississippi until I met Sherry. And, uh, and we've been here ever since, to over 20-some years now. And, but the question is, do you love the people? Do you love the area of the country? Many of you could say that. Oh, I love the mountains. I love the fishing. I love the hunting. Sure. But do you love this community? Do you love the people for who they are? Do you love the foods they eat? Hello? When me and my wife went to, man, I'm running out of time fast here. When my wife and I went to the Philippines 20-some years ago now, and we've been back there since, but there was two situations that I remember very clearly, and I'm going to, to say them quickly. But we were, we were barely there, what, two weeks? And in the Philippines, food is a big deal. And it was fiesta time. Fiesta is kind of a Spanish word because the Spaniards had... Uh, basically rule over the Philippines for about 400 years, and then the Americans took it, and then the Japanese took it, and then the Americans took it back. 
And so they adopted many of their proper nouns are Spanish words. And so one of the words they use is fiesta. What that means is eat all day, every day for as long as this lasts. And so we were barely there for a week or two and they were invited. We were working with a lawyer that was with our ministry there. And he said, hey, there's a fiesta. Can I take you? We're sure. And so we went and we were taught in Bible college, like the Bible says, don't offend someone over food. It seems like the, our society has gotten to a place where we don't even care about what people think about what we eat. We just ain't going to eat it. But if that's who they are, if that's their identity, if this is their best dish, then our love for God should be greater than our hate for this food. Amen? Come on now. And I remember, how many of you know what pork fried rice looks like? Okay. Well, we, we were taught in Bible college, find something you like and get a lot of it so that it looks like you're enjoying yourself. And so we did, and we came across this dish that looked like pork fried rice, but the pork portions looked a little bit different than normal. They looked like big cubed potatoes. Like when my wife makes potato salad, she dices the potatoes up into small cubes. That's what it looked like. And so we get a bunch of it and a few other things, and we sit down to eat, and my wife takes a bite, and she's, I don't know if she spit it out or not. She's like, oh my goodness, Terry, this is diced pork fat. And, I mean, we're talking chunky pork fat, right? We're not talking about pork meat. We're talking about pork fat. And she goes, Terry, I cannot do this. I'm like, you got to do it. We love the people. She's like, I'm sorry, we cannot do this. Yes, but we love the people. And she's like, well, then you're going to have to eat it. And so she turned her plate and scraped it onto my plate. And I ate it. And what do you know, they brought us some more. <laughs> Another occasion, I was, at the, I was taking my, my van there to the mechanic shop. And, uh, and because food is such a big deal, they immediately ordered lechon. They said, go get some lechon. Because Pastor Terry is here, he's waiting for his car. Go get some food. Go get some lechon. Does anybody know what lechon is? And so lechon is, at least in the Filipino well, let me just say this. The dish they ordered, it was about this much fat and about this much meat on the tip of it. And they said, hey, Terry, here you go, lechon. And I'm looking at, I'm thinking, that's 90% fat and 10% meat. It's a chunk of meat, and the fat is kind of gooey. It's kind of, you know, it's not really cooked all the way. And so I'm thinking, oh, Lord, how am I going to do this? And so I'm sitting on a stack of tires, and how many of you, now in my house, our dog's starting to get fat because our kids won't stop feeding our dog, and my wife and my grandparent, her, grand, her parents, they just don't know why the dog keeps coming to them because the dog knows who, goes, who to go to for food. And so I'm sitting here with these chunks of fatty and a piece of pork on it. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And so this dog was roaming around. And so I'm sitting on this stack of tires, and I take the piece of pork off, and I eat it, and I'm holding the fat like this, and the dog's snooping around, so I drop the fat on the ground, and the dog comes under my legs and grabs it and goes on, and I got away with it about two or three times. And the dog kept coming back around, eating the fat, and then the mechanic 
he saw the dog. I was about to drop it again, and the dog was coming my way, and the mechanic says, shouts at the dog, dog, get away from him. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, when am I going to do this thing? And so I just held it in my hand until I got to the van, and then I found a place to bless somebody. <laughs> and so this is a thing, and I know I've hung on this for a while, but food's a big deal. And in loving people, we got to love their culture. we got to love the foods they eat, even the customs. There's such a wide variety of customs in our city. There's your Portland wannabes, and you know who you are. There's your cowboys. They come around a couple times a year. You know, you see these teenagers that come in from the farm. They're wearing the skin-tight jeans and the boots and the big cowboy hats, and, and uh, they look dusty. You got your, you got your, you know, your rodeo people, your farmers, your ranchers. Mark, who's a vet, tends to the ranchers around here. You know, you've got a wide variety. It's a very eclectic neighborhood. And yet, God is saying, when we say, I love my city, are we saying, I love the people? I'm willing to reach out to them. I'm willing to uh, love them for who they are, their customs, their history, all of these things. We're a big sports town. So many kids are involved in sports. I hear parents tell me, yeah, I'm out five nights a week playing soccer because I have two or three kids in leagues or football or whatever. People are coming and going all the time. And, to be able to, and how do we love them? You know, we meet them where they are. We meet them where they are. And we begin to bless them in that regard and witness to them. And so we exist to make Jesus famous in our city one person at a time. Think of it this way. We are in this world, but we're no longer of it. We are ambassadors representing heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. You know, Jesus said, the disciples came to him and said, uh, they, they said, Lord, how do we pray? And they said, Lord, and, and the Lord said, pray this way, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and deliver us from all temptation or all evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And in that prayer, there's that phrase. He says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this isn't heaven. I've had a few people of other beliefs think this is heaven. I'm telling you, this is not heaven in its present condition. But rather, we're to bring heaven to earth. When you love that soccer mom at where she's at, you're bringing heaven to earth. When you're loving that, that, uh, that businessman, that banker, that businesswoman, that whoever they are, what are you doing? You're bringing heaven to earth. You are, you are not just God's ambassador. In fact, to be an ambassador, in fact, if you look at ambassadors around the world, what does that mean? That they carry all the authority of the United States of America in that country. They rep not only represent, but they also speak for and carry out the commission or the mission of our nation in other nations. 
And so what is your mission? The Bible tells us, go and make disciples. What is your, of, all, of what? Of Hermiston only? No, of all nations. But start with who you know. Start with where you're at. And then it says, it goes beyond that, not just make disciples of all nations, but baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it goes on, and this is not even halfway point through my message today, so I'm going to have to cut it short and do a part two next week. But, but in this here, my question is this, are you aligning yourself in God's great commission, co-mission? Are you working in tandem with him? Are you aligned with him? And, and we at Hermiston, we believe, and, and I'll break it down more next Sunday, so don't miss it, but I'll break it down more next Sunday. We exist to make Jesus famous in this city or in your city, whether you're in Irrigan, Stanfield, Umatilla, Boardman, wherever you're from, one person at a time. That when you show up, you are heaven on earth. Every time Jesus told, Jesus told the disciples, he said, every time you go out and God gives you a word for somebody or you pray with somebody or you lay hands on them to perform a miracle in their body, and that's a big deal, and you will, he sent out 70 and they came back and they said, Jesus, you won't believe this. We heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, heal lepers, and they couldn't believe it. You may think, well, I can't believe that God would use me in this way. But Jesus said, I have been given all authority. Therefore, in your going, go make disciples. Go make disciples. Go bring people heaven encounters. And we're going to talk about more heaven encounters in the future. But you are God's ambassador. You are God. Why? Because you have all the authority of heaven. You don't even realize what all that means. It's hard to comprehend and wrap your mind around the fact that when you walk into a room, the atmosphere changes. When you walk into a family situation that's bad, something's about to change. Why? Because you're walking. You're not just representing him. You're not just saying, yeah, I love Jesus. But you actually have authority behind those words. You have authority to bring change, to bring healing, to bring hope. And what is it all about? Making Jesus famous. Jesus said, the word says of Jesus, if I will be lifted up, not Terry Haight, not Sherry, not Mandy, not Linda, not Dick, not Marty, not any, it says, if I be lifted up, I, by my Holy Spirit, will draw everybody to me. And he is the place where people are healed. He is the place where people are saved. He is the place where condemnation is broken. He is the place where, where whatever assaults have been made on an individual, that they are not only forgiven, but God can make all things new. Amen? He says the old things pass away, the old hurts, the old offenses, the old... Uh, attacks physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that stuff, believe me, all of that stuff can be gone in just a moment as the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, gives that individual an encounter with him. 